0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fight Mania. We are live on our YouTube channel, exclusively brought to you by IBM Podcasts. And check us out for a lot more content on ibmpodcast.com. We are formerly known as the Fighting Goat, but now we have changed our avatar because the pause has happened. <laughs> and it's been raining heavily every day, so it's time. But before we come back with the jokes and introductions, my name is Arjun Prakati with Sumesh, the Superhuman Camera. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we will bring you the meat and all the might of the fighting world. Welcome back. Mystic Chips, what a wide range of shows out here, man. And out of all these good, you know, gyani shows of IT and journalism and food, somehow we are fitting in. Yeah, of course, man. There's always, you see, but for every for every book, that is every fact, there is also fiction, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is where we come in with a combination of fact and fiction. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, that being said, we have a, we missed our last week's show sadly because uh, I was traveling and we just couldn't do it. So my right. apologies for that one. But we got a monster pack show. We got a new segment for you guys. It's called unpopular opinions, and uh, yes. it's not an unknown concept. You know, un- unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions exist everywhere. So we are going to come back to that in a little while where Samesh Kamara and I will start fighting a little bit on the show today, hopefully. <laughs> because we, we we have always have similar opinions. But today, no, no, my friends. We have but maybe that's why we've been kept separately, about. no? Like you're in your house, <laughs> I'm here in the studio. Correct, correct, correct. So, <laughs> it, it makes sense no? and all. <laughs> because there's a backlog. There's a, the, yeah, one year ago, we started this bet, you know. We, we You know, we're not allowed to legally bet because we are uh, affiliated with the UFC. Uh, we do a show with Sony. Mr. Kamara does, uh, represents uh, Indian fighters. For the UFC. Right. So, we can't directly bet. But? So, but we started this thing on the side where we, where we talk about <laughs> the, you know, we just, we just pick up picks and all that. And I said, the winner gets to punch the other winner. But… Well, I'm I, winning, I right? My, uh, no, no, no. You are losing <laughs> by a t- triple digit margin. Like, it's so bad. And you know what? You are taking advantage of my niceness. Okay? It's not… Gonna <laughs> <laughs> remember how we did that on the show <laughs> oh my god that was fantastic but there's so much to catch up on in fact the yeah, hottest man. topic that is floating around is of Ooh. my favorite fighter Sean O'Malley and his oh we starting p- with Sean O'Malley I, uh, why, no, Mr. Why Kamran god? Mr. Kamran before we start with Sean O'Malley I know it's a long topic but I just have to inform that the 2028 Olympics that are happening in Los Angeles have cancelled boxing and weightlifting yes for 2028 amidst mm-hmm amidst corruption and rumors yes can you imagine yes in fact it has been cancelled 2028 los angeles olympics will not have boxing and weightlifting due to favouritism and corruption amongst authorities at the low, at the lowest level all up yeah. to the highest level Dude, you know, uh, remember I went a couple of weeks back for that boxing event in Dubai. Yes. And there was a very big issue that came out. I completely forgot to talk about this. Yeah. So, the commission that was hired to do all the boxing, that was hired to to regulate the boxing. So, usually a commission, a country commission is hired that provides the judges, the timekeepers, the referees, and all these. So, they had a Kazaki, they hired the Kazaki commission to uh, manage the fights. And during a fight with a Kazaki fighter, nobody noticed this. The referee didn't sign off on it. The judges didn't see it. The timekeeper nobody saw this. A camera picked it up, and uh, and one of the and one of the promoters picked it up. The fighter from Kazakhstan was wearing four ounce gloves, and his opponent was wearing ten ounce gloves. Oh, really. 4 to 6 ounce gloves There was a big difference In the size of the glove And normally When you sign off Sumej you also have seen This probably in the UFC Right Where they sign the gloves Where the commission Has to sign off on the gloves Right After the taping Right There was no sign There was no taping There was nothing And the only thing Linking the two Is that the fighter Was Kazaki And the commission Was Kazaki Oh my god You know these things Really make such an Impactful difference Or I would say A negative impact On the entire arena Of boxing Dude It's illegal because It's I mean, illegal, the, it's homicide You know, way this back is, You know, way back when commissions could be bribed You know, they used to put things inside the glove You know, so they used to put these yes. metal pieces You know, they used to sometimes yeah, yeah. put nails, stones nails. You know, they used to put stones And they used to have wrapping over and above that And that's why, you know, when you see any MMA fight The first thing the referee checks Or the, you know, or the or, or the commission checks Is that they press this part And they see if anything has been put inside you know, right? And, correct. Uh, I mean, that part that part was so overlooked, and it's so sad that these things happen even till today. And maybe that's why boxing has been cancelled. I, yeah, I think so. And and I think see, this is also the kind of stuff that casts a bad shadow on the sport. It does. This is why boxing started getting unpopular, in you know, after a while, yes, it lost its steam after the eighties. So, uh, it's sad. It's sad that this has happened. But but I guess the show continues. Maybe one day MMA will be picked up. But Somesh Kamra, why don't you take us through the news of the week? Oh my God. The, the fight week that just went by, UFC 276, was an absolute banger. And for the first time, in fact, we saw Pedro Munoz take on Sean O'Malley, which was supposed to be <laughs> his first real test. And yeah, yeah, it was it was stopped as no contest because there was an accidental eye poke. And Pedro yeah, Munoz... I don't agree with this. Pedro Munoz uh, could not agree. continue. So it happened in the second round. And Pedro Munoz was saying, he eye poked me twice and the ref didn't see it. But... Apparently, Mystic Chips has a different version of it. And Mystic Chips, can you tell us more about your version? You know, it's so sad. And it sucks that I'm not in the studio. Because had I been in the studio, you know, and working with the producers. Our producer, Sudhwini, she's, you know, she uh, helps us out a lot with, you know, all our back-end content. Yeah. And sadly, we don't have the clip for you. But if you see in round one, when they were fighting, from the 2 minute 50 mark to the 2 minute mark in the round. Yeah. Sean O'Malley lands a right hook and the right hook hits Munoz on his left eye. You can see the knuckle hitting the open eye. Okay. And it was clean. The shot was clean. And ever since that point, he was rubbing his eye, rubbing his eye, rubbing his eye. The next strike O'Malley threw was a shot to the body, which he said that went low. He took that time. Instead of a lot of fighters, you know, they check their guard and this, that. This guy was in the corner rubbing his eye, rubbing his eye, rubbing his eye. And then when the poke came, you saw that eye poke and you saw the judges, you saw the referees, everybody said it was not bad. And that was to the right eye, not the left. So do you you realize something that's happening here? I mean, I'm never going to say, look, dude. So what are you you trying to intend here? You're trying to say something. I'm trying to say something, but it has to be understood by everybody what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So are you suggesting that Munoz has kind of not gone ahead with the fight and he's taken the easier route out? Of Sean O'Malley. See, you know, I know it's it's a it's gonna be a harsh thing to say, but you know we've seen fighters who have taken the easy way out. I mean, Donald Cerrone also agreed to it. Remember when Donald Cerrone said he fought Conor McGregor? Right. I he think, knew after the first shoulder shot. I think we have the video for that one. So just in case you guys want to see it, we have the video of the Sean oh, we O'Malley. Do. Oh, great! Yeah, we That's do. That's amazing. So if you see here, I, I think this is the timer. You see his left. Okay, this is yeah. before. Okay. Now, this is the eye poke that happened. Right. You now, see, it now kind you of see, goes in both eyes. You know, it kind of it's almost yeah, in it's both eyes. but it's not gone in. But you see his left eye, it's already swollen. It's already been damaged. Very true. You know, that but left he comes eye in with is that already pink, damaged. You know, Sean O'Malley comes in with that pink nail paint also, you know. So, you never know how much no, of I, I went I know, you See, look, dude, you hate him for very different reasons. So, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't really tell you. But, but there was an eye poke, you know. There was an eye poke. I'm not saying S- the damage was, was intense, but… Correct. But no, but it's certainly not enough to call a draw. You know, I'm sorry. It's, it's, um, see, this is where the rules come in and become a little thing. Like, remember, you spoke about this the last time around that maybe it's time for, for these closed draws that happen due to accidental pokes or groin shots or illegal shots. Right. I think can be reviewed by a third umpire, like in cricket. Right, you right, know? right. So let the fight be finished at the moment. Let the fight be finished. But maybe, you know, in, in like a three day time period, Somebody comes and says, can overturn that draw. And then say, okay, we won't call it a draw. Let's count points till that point. Let's just see the judges' scorecards till that point. Like in boxing. True. You know, but what happens is that in any combat sport, it's based on split-second decisions. Like in cricket, you may be able to do it. But, you know, it's like saying you need a third empire for an F1 race. Where correct, even the correct. split second makes a difference, and I think at some level it takes away the charm of uh, the entire sport. And I I agree. You know, sometimes agree, you need to take advantage of these loopholes, and that's exactly what happens. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, that the Pedro Munoz see. took the way out, but honestly, I feel Sean O'Malley is a very very tough competitor. He's an extremely tough yes tough guy because you know people have said yeah you know target his legs and he'll be out but he took some vicious leg kicks and he was still there this is the beauty of uh, of fighting you know yeah you either you stay stagnant or you grow absolutely and you can see he's learning he's learning from his mistakes yes and he's taking yes. his time but uh, Mr. Kama has issues with other things uh, of his life. Nah, not no, at very all, very not at all. What <laughs> I, what I have issues with was that Robbie Lawler <laughs> was on the prelim card and thankfully he got yeah. pulled on to the main event of the evening. Robbie Lawler, f- s- very, very sad. You mean the first fight of the card, no? Not main event, eh? main event was the title fight. Yeah, as in he was on the main card. So, Acha, you know, ha, yeah, okay. so Robbie Lawler taking on Brian Barbena, he got TKO'd. Alex Pereira showed what he was made of versus versus Sean Strickland. Uh, okay, now say uh, prediction time. Mystic Ball has no it, come on. <laughs> Sean Strickland, man, I, but you know what? I gotta give it to Sean Strickland. Yeah, he is yeah. the last of the dying breed of fighters. Yes, in that sense. Yes, you know if you see if you see guys like Charles Oliveira, yes. Charles Oliveira, despite being a champion, doesn't fight safe. Yes, you see that he's he comes in like one maniac. Yes, he's he coming does, in he full does. steam he'll get he gets dropped at least three times in a fight yeah yeah <laughs> every fight but i guess that's you know that's you know that's one of his keys to victory you know that if you don't drop me then you're not going to Kind of, kind of face, how face do you come to really? my guard? Yeah. <laughs> how do I come to my guard? <laughs> you have to and, drop And me. <laughs> it's the same thing with Strickland. You know, Strickland had a had a strategy of say, look, uh, somebody like Sean Strickland had definite advantage in the grappling. He's a much better wrestler than Pereira. Absolutely. He's a much better Absolutely. grappler than Pereira. Absolutely. But he chose, he chose to, to fight Pereira in his at his strength. True. He wanted True. to fight him at his strength. And that is in my book called Old School Badassery. Correct. To come Correct. at somebody in their strength. Like Crocop. People used to kickbox with Crocop. Remember? Right, right. And right. I think, regardless of the outcome, people are like, oh my God, Sean Strickland has fallen. I'm like, anybody can get caught by a world class kickboxer, boss. Right. Even the champion got caught. I mean, absolutely. But what was really, really fabulous from that event was Alexander Volkanovsky, who put up a master clinic versus the so called. Pound for pound best fighter in the division, Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I know, I'm not I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, I See, mean look, he oh, you know he put on a masterclass. he absolutely blew him out on all segments. 50 no, he 45. shut everybody up. You no, he shut everybody up. 50-45 was three, an absolute clinic. He, he, he's shut everybody up now. There's nothing more to say because there's nothing to critique here. But you know what there's happened in that fight, because according to me, is that he, it just showed how better. Alexander Volkanovski became after those two fights with Max Holloway. You know, it was not even close. Max didn't. I Max agree. may have upped his game but Alex was two levels above that. And, you know, he it was better than his previous two fights. I mean, 3-0, I think this rivalry ends right here. It never should happen again. He's he's no. he's the clear winner in this segment at least. And let's see what the future holds. Uh, Volkanovski saying he wants to go up and possibly face Charles Oliveira. That's going to be very, very interesting and look at volkanovsky yeah. you know i mean if you if you just look at this fighter physically he's the shorter guy he's the guy with lesser reach he's not as quick he's not as strong his grappling no, is he's not he's fast dude he he showed us how how fast he you know he can he can actually be but at the same time he's not the most imposing character out there you know yeah he's not he's not francis nagano looking or like a, or like a chuck check congo Absolutely. So you looked at Czech Congo and got scared, you know? Absolutely. You but look at he Czech showed, Congo and you're like, holy shit. You know, he showed why he's the number one out there. And I think what 21 or 22 fight winning streak. So he's really, you know, put all the critiques yeah, as at rest. See, the thing is now, here, now, herein lies the problem. This was the same thing we saw with uh, Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. Yes. You know, Mighty Mouse kept racking up the wins he became do you know something that a lot of people don't know that mighty mouse defended his belt 10 times yes. before losing and and leaving the division and yes. that was to henry sahudo in the second fight and um it's the same situation where alexander volkanovskis inability to sell a ticket is But is, you know, that's is, more of a marketing perspective i would i would, yeah, I would, the, talk, the I would is, talk about him as a fighter it's like it's like I remember when dana white spoke about uh, teron woodley Yes. Tyron Woodley, he said he after the after the Wonder Boy fight or some fight which was lackluster, you know? Yes, yes. He drove uh, the fighter to a decision.
1: Wonderboy, uh, yes. He that, said there
0: was a Wonder Boy fight. Wonderboy fight, right? Yeah. And he said, like, you know, does anybody want to watch is anybody gonna pay $70 to watch Tyron Woodley in a main event? And, may, may, and maybe, I'm not saying maybe for Sultan, but see, we are hardcore otherwise. fans. Yeah. I love I love Volkanovsky's style see the thing is that. Styles makes fights. Yeah. And sometimes, and you're facing Max Holloway, who's one of the best boxers in that division. Right. So, it is a strategy. It is a chess match that you have to play. You're not going to come in there. You're not fighting some, uh, you know, from somebody from some second B-grade organization. You're fighting the number one contender who's been the number one contender and a former champion for the last five years. Very true. So, it's not going to be an easy fight. And it's not like Max is not easy to knock out, dude. You can hit him. Poirier at lightweight had trouble hitting him. In fact, in fact, and that's one of the things that Joe Rogan was saying. Is he he's so his chin is so underrated, people don't realize that this guy has not been knocked out clean ever. Dude, he's not been knocked down. Ever. I've not even seen him. I've not even seen him in trouble. Like the one time we saw him a little in trouble was against Poirier. Yes. And yes. he recovered in like one second. And that was at a division one level up. Correct, heavier and and Poirier. anyway, is like is a huge lightweight. Right, Poirier has, uh, has knocked out like Justin Gaethje also. So you know we know what yeah, power man, he I mean, holds. Yeah, I mean it's one of those situations where see the thing is now that it's the same thing we had we were talking about with Israel Adesanya as well. Adesanya won his fight. Yes, in the main event of the evening, UFC two seventy six, Israel Adesanya Correct. beats Jared Cannonier in a unanimous decision, forty nine forty six, across the board. One judge. On, hang on. Who gave Jared a round? Two of them. Two of them gave him a round. There was only one judge that said 50-45. Who gave? Who give Which round? I think the third where he landed some shots against the fence. I yes. remember that one. Yes. yes. I mean, uh, if you look, talk about Israel Adasanya, And uh, you know, you can get some of the pictures of Jared Kenyon and Israel Adasanya up. Right. right. Now. Thank you so much. Uh, you look at Izzy. If you look at his frame, his structure. He's built. It's looked like he was created in a lab. Yes. He's got muscle <laughs> in all the right areas. His right. legs are scrawny. His his chest, his his core, and his and his arms are big. They're solid. I've met this guy. He's tall. He's lanky. He is. He looks like he was built for fighting. Yes. And because of his movement, the way he moves, the way he strikes, the way he dodges, evades, and his vision and his eyesight is is incredible. He's at his. He's in his absolute prime. Where he can't miss something coming at him. Right. Now the criticism that is coming to him after this fight is that he's not. Tell me something, okay, somesh Now. Chalo, um do you feel that champions should take chances? Um, see, that is an excellent discussion, but what I've been told right now is that we will be coming back after a short break and discussing unpopular okay, okay. And popular opinions where fighters should take risks or not take risks. So we will be back after the short commercial break. See you on the other side. Welcome back after the short commercial break. <laughs> no, after that short commercial break, but I'm still going back to that question. Before we get to unpopular opinions and and all the, and, and actually the main thing that we wanted to talk about in one of the hot news of the day. Yeah. But tell me something. So, no, th- see, uh, the criticism is coming from, for that camp now. It's, it's, remember what happened to Greg Jackson back in, uh, you know, early 2010, 2011, 2012 right where everybody was you know in their camp was becoming you know gsp had become just was decisioning people where dominant victories yes 50 45 straight but decision 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 do you think uh, it's the strategy of the camp that is coming out here um, because Volkanovski and Izil Adsanya from the same camp? Well, so to be honest, if you ask me, no, the answer is no. Alexander Volkanovski, who is the champ at 145 division, still puts up that brave front and his fighting style is to move forward. So if you see all the three fights with, with Max Holloway, in fact, coming down to the latest one, he was always pushing forward. He was always the aggressor. He was always doing things. Even with Zombie. Even with zombie. On the flip side, if you see someone like an Israel Adesanya, you need to bring the fight to him to see any action. Somebody like Kelvin Gasolim got the fight to him. But, exactly. you know, someone like a um, Yuval Romero. The, you know, the UL Romero fight was extremely boring. Let's not talk about that. Even though both the fighters have the capability to be explosive, I think the kind of fighter Israel Adesanya is, is he's more defensive in nature. Unless and until you bring the fight to him. Robert Whitaker got the fight to him. Correct. you know. But I think against uh, Kananir, we saw him being a lot more aggressive than his last fight. We saw him taking steps forward. We saw him reaching out. His jab was magic this time. But also because… He couldn't continue with those jabs. I mean, I truly believe uh, that happened because uh, Kananir was also getting the fight to him. And maybe… Yes, he was in his face. You know, Adesana didn't want to wrestle him. So he was just kind of getting this jab, and his jabs really started working dude. post the third round. You know, the first dude, two rounds was still he it. was, uh, you know, dude. He, uh, it's Adesanya's <coughs> takedown defense is so underrated. It is so criminally underrated. It is, but Jared Cannonier is a whole new animal. I mean, remember he's come down yeah, from he heavyweight. He's come down from heavyweight. Yeah, but he weight. couldn't take him down. He couldn't because he was still scared of, you know, those knees coming in, those uppercuts and, yeah, you that's know. That's the beauty of it, no. That's the that, that's the thing. That's correct. where the, the Dagestanis are different. They're ready to take the knee coming in. Correct. But the point we're trying to, to prove here, you know, the point that we're trying to prove here is you need to get the fight to Adesanya for him to show his magic. In fact, mm. if you ask me, I agree. I'm an old school guy. I like the Volkanovski style of fighting where you kind of, Bring the fight. You move forward, even if you get hurt, even if you get hurt. Now, even at Brian Ortega, you know there was that nasty guillotine that was there. Oh my! God. But he popped out that and he continued fighting. fighting. You, know. you know, he continued fighting. Is it Adesanya? No. I feel his entrances are right now more glamorous than his fights. Oh, ho, ho, ho. on that note, yeah, there is that. There is some harsh criticism for Adesanya. <laughs> According to me, I think, I think, look, man, if you're the champ, you got to come after the champ as well. You have to take your chances against the champion. You're not there to pick apart a champion. You're not to, Guys like Matt Serra, who swung against GSP and got success. Yes, he got, his, he got beat badly after that. But he would go down in history for beating one of the greatest technical, tactical fighters in the world. Yes. Chris Weidman. As much as it hates me to say this, and it pains me, because Anderson Silva is the greatest fighter and one of my favorites. He got knocked out by Chris Weidman. Because Chris Weidman... Was fearless. He knew he couldn't stand on the outside. He couldn't pick him apart. So I don't completely so, agree with that. I feel Anderson Silva was a little cocky in that fight, and hence he got caught. Otherwise, if you ask me, I don't think Chris Whiteman ever has a chance to beat Anderson Silva when Anderson Silva is Anderson Silva and not the cocky Anderson Silva. No, I mean, see, look, Anderson was Anderson's cockiness, his technique to distract you. True. His technique to scare you. True. So it didn't, but the thing is that, uh, it, it, you know, there was always going to be a day where you met a challenger who was not scared. Sonnen was never, never fell for his tactics. Right. And that was, that's the, was the beginning, you know, in that sense. Right. But right. My, my point here is that the challengers usually go after the champions as well. And we just yes. see that. Yes. Look at guys like Yiri Prohaska, man. Prohaska went after, but see, went you after you, Glover. That's a different breed of fighters. There are fighters and there are athletes. <sighs> You know, ninety <laughs> this is your percent, favorite line, nah? 90 percent of them are athletes. are athletes. Ninety percent of them are athletes. <laughs> if you ask me, you but know? I tell you, but I, I mean, where are the Jose I, Aldos? Oh my God! Let's not even. Oh, you know, the internet is having a good time, having a doing a, a discussion between who is the greatest featherweight, and they're putting up stats of Aldo, uh, Volkanovski, and I'm like, listen, all due respect to Volkanovski, no, he's not at Aldo. He's done. <coughs> Nobody's in Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Aldo who, is a legend. Nobody's an Aldo because he you know nobody's he, an Aldo. he got the fight to the opponent, he damaged dude, the opponent, he dude, didn't WEC days. You know, he didn't go to decisions, he just he just he just went <sighs> there to bang and kill. So that's crazy. He he but however, kill. you know, the landscape of the sport has evolved so drastically that now it's this yeah, it's this classic balance between selling tickets and putting up mm. a show and winning slash. Look at losing. Connor, man. Look at Connor. Connor also Takes such massive risks, he doesn't yeah. care. And speaking of uh, speaking of our main our uh, main topic that we want to talk about today, somebody who takes massive risks is the lightweight champion of the UFC. Uh, well, should be champion technically. He was stripped of the belt because of discrepancies in weight, but I think that was more of a commission and a, and a weighing scale mistake than actually Charles Oliveira. He, in my mind, he's still the champion because he absolutely, it. absolutely. And um, this man. Uh, Charles Oliveira has come out and, and, you know, he's such a sweet guy. He lives in Brazil. He's still stuck to his old roots. Money hasn't really changed him yet. Right. You know, as the championship status has not changed him. And if you saw that, uh, if you saw the uh, what he's been saying online, that he's now beginning to get irritated with Islam Makachev and Khabib nomagomedov Well who's not getting irritated with them who's not you know like like give me like you know like give me one example i mean khabib is in the hall of fame but anderson silva is not give me a break come on yeah no you no know, that, that is that's, just that's <clears throat> not fair that's not fair khabib is, who, I don't you know understand. khabib who talks about all this respect and 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 all of that in his 29 and o career and the moment he retires he just kind of chilled for a week 10 days and then he was boom at it Ring girl's not not good This, not good. Dana White, not good. And then Dana White came up with his own statement saying Khabib was dodging Tony for the the longest time. Yeah, I mean… You know, know, so pretty much, you know, there's dirt on both sides. But, you know, you either show it or you don't show it. You know, it's not that you protect yourself at some level because you're competing and all of that. And then, you know, once you're out of it, you completely change your colors. And that's exactly why Connor used to say what he said, you know. And that's not a wrong thing. True, uh, but the thing is, what Charles has said, uh, Charles, the way he's talking, no, see, yeah. we already know Charles is crazy. There was a time where Charles was losing, 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 and then something switched on in his brain, and or something switched this, off in his brain, <laughs> or something switched off in his brain, or he stopped thinking altogether. The man has like he's uh, dude, the guy is technically blind, yeah, and he fights blind in the in the in the cage. He can see two of the people, and he just says, "I punch in the middle." Oh no, he can and three see three uh, of the people. He said. He said he can see three Three. and he punches the person in the middle. (laughs) And this is one of... And this is the champ that we're talking about. And he's incredibly effective. Because he's just so dangerous in every area now. His striking has improved so much. And he's been calling out. He's like, you know what? I don't give a shit whether I have to face you, Khabib, or to face Islam, He's like, He's like, I know. I may not submit him. I may not knock him out. But I know in my blood that I will beat him. And when somebody like Charles Oliver is saying this... He knows that he's in for a, you know, Islam Markership is a very tough opponent. You know, just look he's at this. He's going to be. You know, just look at this kind of range of fighters that are just in the 155 pound division, man. You've got Charles I Oliver mean, Connor, out there. You can't, you can't put Connor in this. Uh, I mean, you know, five years ago, yes, Connor definitely. Connor now is there for the marquee fights now. Right, right. And but he's still rumor there. Has it, you know, he's still there. He's and, around. You know, but did, have you seen his tweets from last night? Oh I have man, to read it out after I've, this. I, I, will, I will read it out his drunken tweets, you know, which not, he's deleted. <laughs> but uh, coming back to the see, Khabib Numagomedov is retired, and he's said so many times that if Charles Oliveira beats his brother Islam Makachev, he will get out of retirement to face him. And oh, I'm, I'm, on. I'm just, I, and I think I, if you look at what, if you see what, uh, what, uh, what, Porir, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Oliveira has said, he's right. He's right to be upset. He's like because you guys are talking shit now. If you're talking complete rubbish. You know, if you're you, campaigning for a fight with me, you know, if you remember what. Uh, Sean Strickland was talking at the press conference in for UFC yeah. 276. Now, Sean Strickland oh, yeah. that was amazing. is an absolute animal-slash-maniac. So, he openly said, yeah, you know, uh, the UFC are a corporate machine and they are aiming for an yeah. Alex Pereira-Israel Adesanya, uh, you know, fight. And hence, they are fast-tracking him because if he beats me, he gets a title shot. But I'm, but I'm here to spoil the show. Now Charles Oliveira may not say it, but he knows back end that Islam Makachev is being fast tracked. And he's not got past Benil Daryush, he's not got past any of these big wigs. But where's no, the fighters? Where's fight against Porier, Gechi, Chandler? None of them. I None mean, of he's, these guys are not any of them. The top four in the division. You know, he's not fighting. We're talking any about the them. top four in the division. And he's yeah, gonna straight be fast tracked into the title fight. And sadly, of course, you know, uh, he is no longer the champ, technically on paper. For all of us fans, he is the champ. But yeah, so… now no, I mean, ideally he's the champ. It's a stupid technicality why he's been stripped. Very ideally, true. Very technically, true. he's the champ. Very true. And uh, but it's sad day where somebody who is a mild-talking, soft-speaking champion, Charles Oliveira doesn't talk shit about anybody. He doesn't say a bad sadly, word to anybody. Sadly. And for him to come out and speak so passionately, I saw his Instagram live when he was doing this. It was all in Portuguese, but I had somebody who could help me out to translate it. Right. He was saying, he was saying he was he was angry. He was literally angry. Well, you know, see, these and situations come out because, you know, when you have a discussion with the UFC, you know, when you talk to Dana White, maybe, you know, Sean Shelby, and they've told you. That listen, I'm sorry, but you'll have to wait and somebody will get fast-tracked. It's just a matter of frustration, you know. You cannot name the person, but you know that, listen, this is a game plan. They want to sell tickets. They are going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And that's why. And then they get pissed off and they're fighters at the end of the day. They, they get punched for a living and they, and they, and they beat people yeah. for a living. So it's not an easy yeah. line to be in, you know. You have to check the no, marketing not, side definitely. of it and you have to check the performance side of it. Correct, and I think, and I think Charles Oliveira has asked what he's asking for is absolutely fine. He's like, you want to do the fight? Let's do it in Brazil. Let's do it on home turf. How does it matter where it happens? He's like, you want to sell tickets? We'll sell sixty sixty thousand tickets in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's true. Yeah, it's not. Charles it's Oliveira not a will fill up the stadium. <clears throat> he will fill out in, 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 in uh, Rio de Janeiro or wherever we, they do it. Absolutely. So you know, that being said, that concludes our, our hot news today. But we have got a new segment which is called Unpopular Opinions. We're going to quickly run through that because uh, our producer is giving us the dagger looks. You know, it's not only Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje that can kill. It's also Seroini. S.G. <laughs> uh, we've got... A, so, we've got Unpopular Opinions. Now, Unpopular Opinions can be held by anybody. And, and, you know, but but this is just a fun thing to do between us that we decided to do. So... First thing I'm going to... First... Uh, first. Uh, yeah, what are the fans talking and to us talk about. about? Let us know that. What are the unpopular opinions? <laughs> so the fans that have sent us, okay? <clears throat> Volkanovski, as good as he is, is not the best featherweight. Um. <laughs> well, uh, whoever sent that to us, please note that he's the champ for a reason. Yeah, I mean... And has maintained the champ status. Now, this, now this question is quite open-ended. So is he or she saying... The best featherweight ever or the best featherweight right now? No, best featherweight right now. Ever, though, that is a different discussion. Oh, absolutely, yes. See, in fact, the fact that he is the champ, he has beaten the top level guys multiple number of times. I don't doubt it that he is the best featherweight at this point of time. The fact that Max Holloway, who's touted to be UFC's blue eyed boy, has got beaten convincingly thrice. Okay, Chalo, convincingly, yeah. twice. You know, true. he's true. beaten oh, no. Brian Ortega. He's beaten Korean Zombie. He's kind of cleaned out the division, and of course, having yeah, no yes. genetic benefits, he's the shortest guy. Doesn't have the best reach. Uh, you no, know, true is not a wrestler. None of that. He has nothing, and he's still the champ. True. So, so you don't agree with that unpopular opinion? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think he is definitely one of the best featherweights of all time. Is what I would say because he's he's making the unnatural things happen. You know, he's in fact showing people that You know, if you put your heart into this You are going to succeed You are going to push the limits And you will get to where you want to be Uh, So the second second and final unpopular opinion Since we are running out of time Is a fan told us that Islam Makachev is overrated Now that is a very (laughs) unpopular opinion So, you know, I mean I would try and not be biased here But I would completely agree to that Because (laughs) there are... You know, there are some there are some <laughs> fighters who get tailor made fights for them to hmm. eventually rise up. Now, Islam Makachev is a great fighter, but he's you know, a specimen. I mean, look at him, man. He's ridiculous. You know, if you ask me, yes, he fought the biggest name he's fought is probably Dan Hooker. And yeah, Dan and Hooker on like a five day notice and Dan who's Hooker's, not a grappler also. Dan Hooker still is not the best out there in and this. And he's particular. not a grappler. Dan Hooker is not a grappler you know he's Dan, not a wrestler you know Dan Hooker technically may have that number 5 next to his name so he's ranked number 5 in the world but still man come on you know you've got Justin Gaethje you've got uh you know uh, Dariush out Chandler. there you've got Chandler out Dariush. there you know i mean there Korea. are so many guys out there who he's just not fought and I don't know, if it's just a Dagestani uh, thing of, you know, negotiating and, you know, finding a replacement for Khabib and stuff like that. So, it could just go down know, that Abdulaziz route. Ali Abdulaziz is doing his job, man. He's, Ali Abdelaziz is He's doing absolutely his doing his best and I don't blame him for that, you know. I mean, if you can arm squeeze the UFC for anything and if they can do it, then why not? See, it's your business. It's your business. Like for okay. me, I have the same opinion about Sean O'Malley. You know, where mm. he's got tailor made fights <laughs> for him to climb to the top. But we saw what happened when he went uh, you know, face to face with Chito Vera So I'm sure see, that I they, agree, I agree. You know, there will be of course, Islam Makachev is way better than Sean O'Malley. I'm not denying Obviously. the skills whatsoever, Correct. but he's not yet gone through the rough patches. to so, saying he's not been tested. He's not been battle not, tested properly. He's not been battle tested. I would I would love to see him against a Benil Dariush, if you ask me. I would, you know, honestly, even Benil Dariush now because of his injury, I don't know when he's coming back, and he's very, I don't know. I think there's something going on in his head because he's not very motivated to come back as well. He's, man, he's not given Dustin a time frame year, on, come on his return. Dustin Poirier, Kechi Poirier, one of these guys, Chandler, come on, Chandler, Chandler's still oh, hanging man. there, you know. So I mean, Chandler, Chandler is a smart cookie, yeah. And by the way, Chandler is uh, got into an altercation at UFC 276 with uh, with uh, the diamond uh, oh, Dustin Poirier yes. oh yes he has so we we might be looking at a uh, we might be looking at a Chandler versus Poirier situation but that would be very interesting chandler connor man yeah dude. chandler connor possibly his next fight but if you ask me about at least this unpopular opinion i think he's getting some tailor made fights for him if you're talking about islam makachev i think it's slightly unfair i think i i agree with you i mean i'm not uh you know you know me as a... I, I love wrestling. I love grappling. And I love, i like Khabib forever. Yeah. But uh, it's, its you know... its I'm not a fan of the wrestling heavy attack. In that sense. It's a great skill. And, that, you know... It's the simplest thing you can say is that... If you don't like the wrestling? Learn how to counter-wrestle. Correct. Do what chocolate Liddell did. Defend right. the takedown and strike. Right. And, and that is absolutely true. But as a fan... I mean... I don't want to sound like a a casual fan. And it's horrible. It's going to be… I'm going to get backlash for this. But it's like, guys who are… Guys, I will… I always will love the Shoguns. I will always love the Mark Hunts. Absolutely. You know, who took risks. Who took risks in fights. Absolutely. It was not, uh, you know, just… You know, that's what I'm saying… That's why Strickland is one of the last few, you know… Who went and fought somebody at their strength. Well, but speaking about strength… We have the next banging event which is coming up this yes, Sunday. Hafael Dos Anios and Hafail Fiziev in the lightweight division. Have you ever seen a Hafail fighting? Yeah, RDA in the main event of the evening. Who's he fighting? RDA? Uh, RDA is fighting Hafail Fiziev. Hafael Fiziev? Yeah. And Haff- wasn't there Calvin Qatar also, I think, fighting? Uh Calvin Qatar, um, no, I don't I don't think I'm mistaken. I'm I'm confusing No, yeah, it's not really it's not it's not for this event. It's not for this event. This event <clears throat> is uh, okay. Hafael Fizyev versus Hafail Dosaniyo. So, it's technically a Hafail versus versus Haffail. But we do have Said Nurgamamedov Nirm- on this ah, event. Cousin, which, cousin of, Khabib. of Khabib. So, you know, we can't keep these people out because we've got Khabib who's retired and we've got Said and we've got Umar Nurmagomedov. Yeah. So all the I already know the how the are fights going to be Third middle. round decision. <laughs> Three round decision. Yes, absolutely. That could be yeah, it's a case. 30-27. But, 30, but we, have we have Michael Johnson coming back on this card. So, you know what? Very interestingly, we're just going to be picking out the main event of the evening, which is Rafael dos Anios. Versus Hafail Fiziev, how do you see this fight going? Versus oh, man. a former champion idea. versus a rising contender. It's coming up. This I've got Dosanios all day. I've got Dosanios all day. He's too experienced. He's too technical. He's got he's strong in every area. Whether it's grappling, it's jiu-jitsu, it's wrestling, defensive wrestling. He's got great hands. He's got knockout power. He's got championship experience, and that's what counts. When you have got championship experience, you've been in the limelight with the tough fights. You know what it's like to be in the tough situation. So I'm going to give him the edge. But you never know, man. Fiziev is a rising star. Oh, man, that's know. crazy. That is, you know what? Just, 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 just so that I go against you, I'm going to be saying Rafael Fiziev. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, just, b- 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 just to add that. Just to add that. So, okay, we're going against each other, but I gotta add. I gotta quickly add this uh, this tweet, which one of my one of our fans has sent us. Mm-hmm. Conor <coughs> McGregor last night, 11 hours ago, has said, now he's disappeared for 11 hours. <laughs> he wrote, "F the rest, I'm the best," yeah. and then after that, he's replied to his writing to Rafael Fiziev and Tiger Muay Thai, saying, yeah. "No brother, pal." No bother, pal. Sound. Think of me as Tiger Woods with a twelve iron, and your nose as the golf ball, and think of me <laughs> sprinting for it with a running switch <laughs> kick, and f your little bend back. You little bend back, nobody pitch. Oh, you bend oh over. Wow, that's awesome. Congrats, pal. Oh, Tiger man. Woods, my Thai Dubai, and then after that, he's disappeared. <laughs> oh my god, this guy is something else altogether. So, but I mean, at 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 this, this was a very uh, interesting this character. ridiculous. You know, you know, he's 29 years old, born in Kazakhstan, lives in Thailand, trains out of Phuket. So, very interesting. Like, we'll see how this goes. So, you know, just to make this exciting, I'm going to go opposite Mystic Chips with Yes, sir. H- with Hafael Fiziev in the main event of the evening. But ladies and gentlemen, this was a, an exciting episode with Mystic Amazing. Chips and Superhuman Camera. We had a great discussion. Thanks for joining us. Please write to us with your unpopular or popular opinions and do check out the latest merchandise on IVMpodcast.com. We'll see you same time next week only on Fight Mania. Thank you from Arjun aka Mystic Chips and so Thank much the you. superhuman Kamala.